Hi everyone, and welcome back to Season 3 of ICE Podcast, ICE Fair Show for Schools and the Wider Community. I'm Mike Broadstock. On today's episode, Natalie Matafas talks with Emma Rose Parsons from Spectrum House. Emma Rose is a psychologist, speaker and board-approved supervisor working in both private clinical practice and in schools. She's passionate about assisting educators, children and their families. She spoke to Natalie about how teachers and parents can prepare and assist their children for the new school year. Hi, Emma Rose, and welcome to IS Podcast. Thank you. It's so fun to be here today. We're so lucky to have you. Now, it is the start of 2023, and we're thinking back to school. So we've got you on board today to have a chat about back-to-school anxiety and some tips and tricks that you might have up your sleeve for our teachers and possibly our students. Yeah, and I think that one of the things that is really interesting about 2023 is, you know, as we've sort of, you and I have had a little bit of a behind-the-scenes chat about, is just that we haven't really had a usual start to the year in quite a while now. I mean, you sort of expect that last year was going to be a sort of a usual start to the year, but really it wasn't. This year is looking a little bit more sort of as you would expect, but it's been a long time. So we don't really have this sort of start of the year headspace that kids can kind of jump into. And and some kids actually have never had a regular start to the year. It's been, you know, three years in a row of quite bizarre starts to the year. That's right. Like they would never have done it. So all of a sudden they're like, hang on, we, we don't have a delay. We've got to go and start normally. Yeah, so so I think this this year's kind of its own little set and scene, really, because it's going to be a little bit different for almost everyone, for, for many teachers and and of course for many students. So I think one of the things to expect is the unexpected, because we just don't really know how some of our students are going to feel going back to school this year, and I think that that's probably a, a really nice starting place to to expect the unexpected couple of quick little things really is number one expect kids to be tired you know having to learn all of the social rules again and having all a change change for most people is pretty tiring you know even if it's positive change change itself requires a lot of thinking it requires a lot of analyzing of social information as well as new new environment new classroom new teacher new rules new expectations and that takes its toll so even though we've hopefully come back from a bit of a relaxing or a fun or at least a slower paced holiday coming into the school year generally speaking is actually quite tiring so I think yeah that would really be my first thing is just Mm -hmm to beware of that tiredness and don't overpack the first month of school. So if there's an option to start, you know, some sports or some of those extracurricular activities for students a little bit later, that would be ideal. But And I would try and just get those first few weeks to be as bland as you possibly <laughs> And, you know, it sounds kind of silly, doesn't it? Make it bland. But there's so much new already. We don't really need to layer that any more than we kind of already have, you know? Yeah. Find that new routine again first before kind of adding to it. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Think bland thoughts for that first. 
a few weeks, you know. Um, I think I think the next thing is try not to make it more exciting than it needs to be. So any extreme emotions are going to take more energy than sort of the ho-hum, right? So mm-hmm. sometimes I feel like there's an expectation that it's going to be exciting and it's going to be amazing. Let's make this the best year ever. But that actually sets expectations and it sets energy up that may not necessarily be helpful. So coming into the year and having it kind of calm and cruisy, Oh, I kind of keep falling back into that sort of bland land. But, you know, that calm and cruisy is actually really helpful rather than feeling like we need to hype up the start of the year. Um, and, and that same, you know, reflection can be helpful for parents to know as well. Like, oh, are you excited about a new year? Well, some kids genuinely really are not, you know. Yeah. And so they might even be quite apprehensive or they might have lots of different feelings about the year. Some kids are kind of like dragging their feet into the year. So trying not to overhype the start to the year can also be another sort of trick. And whether that go kind of easy and slow. Yeah, yeah, just slow Mm -hmm. it all down a little bit. Um, So expect tiredness, do less, go slower, be blander. Gosh, (laughs) I believe I said that out loud, be blander. Anyway, um, I think you guys know what I mean. Um, We do. (laughs) <laughs> and and then I think one of the other big ones is the sort of social expectations. You know, a lot of families during um, the holiday period will actually sort of bunker down and they'll spend quite a lot of time with just their sort of immediate family or some periods of time with um, with extended family or with friends, but then sort of come back to their immediate families again. And so you're going from these smaller groups back into the big school environment mm-hmm. where there's a much higher pace of social expectations. And so I think where you can, breaking your classrooms into smaller groups to sort of replicate that smaller sort of environment is actually also really helpful. So rather than doing whole class activities, looking at where are some options for me to do some small groups right from the get-go, and even keeping those small groups consistent for a couple of weeks, um, just to allow those connections to happen with less sort of social noise, if you will. So that can be another way of sort of easing into the year and reducing anxiety through not having so many expectations. I mean, at the end of the day, one of the things that creates a lot of anxiety is too many expectations that you can't manage concurrently. So if we're not trying to manage huge numbers of people and new rooms and new rules and new social expectations and all the other co-curricular activities, we're less likely to overwhelm our students and they're more likely to cope. That's really good too. Yeah. So less, right? Yeah. I think one of the tricky things we've got that's on the back of the last few years is we have a lot of kids at the moment, a lot of students who are genuinely also anxious. So they have diagnosed anxiety disorders or they have diagnosed um, anxiety related concerns. Mm -hmm. And so you've got a much, much higher cohort of students coming into school this year who have got an anxiety background. Now, you know, there are obviously individual nuances as to how to help those students. But one of the things that's going to be the best is clear and kind. So clear expectations, and that can be set out even, you know, before they arrived at school. Okay, where are you going to be putting your bag? Where are you going to be sitting? Where that sort of information is is really key. Um, and uncertainty can obviously 
increase anxiety, right? Mm -hmm. So if there are opportunities for you to ask your students, okay, what is it that you don't know that's going to be helpful for you that I can fill you in on some of the gaps? Are you really worried about when camp's going to be? Are you really worried about how you're going to manage the workload of the year? Are you worried about who you're going to be sitting next to? Are you worried about the fact that you haven't got a friend in your class this year? What is it that's on your mind that I can help Um, problem solve with you because when we move into that sort of problem solving land that problem solving headspace the part of our brain that's going to calm down a little bit is that anxiety part of the brain so problem solving is a really great antidote if you will um, to some of those anxiety feelings so I'd highly recommend that if you can identify any students who you think are likely to return to school with a pre-existing anxiety concern that you preload them with information that may be relevant to their specific concerns. Even if it's creating a, you know, a little Word document that you send out to those particular students with a, okay, write down your top five worries. I'm going to get back to you with some responses to those top five worries and we're going to come up with some ideas or problem solvings around those top five worries so that when you come back to school, you know that I've already thought this through with you and we've got some ideas on how we're going to manage those things. So, they're going to be definitely students who who do arrive in those first couple of weeks or that first day even with some anxiety. And if we can pre-address some of those concerns, it's going to make life a lot easier for those kids, for those students. And I guess if there's a parent listening to this as well, you could do the like the flip side of that and reach out to the school or the teacher if you know who it is and just say, you know, my child has expressed these concerns, what do you suggest? How can we help? So, you know, you're you're tackling it at home before you've started back at school and then, you know, once school's even gone back, it's, you know, doesn't kind of go away straight away. So it's something that's, you know, constantly front of mind and you can kind of all come together as a a team, I guess, and and work on it. Yeah. And and look, one really simple strategy, and whether you do that at home or whether you do that with your whole class on day one, is get a piece of paper and fold it into thirds. And each third is its own sort of list, if you will. So third one is what do I know for sure is going to happen this year? So I know that we're going to learn some English strategies. I know we're going to go on camp. I know we're going to do production. I don't know, whatever it's going to be. Middle third is what questions do I have? What unknowns do I have? So I don't know which group I'm going to be in for reading or I don't know what date camp is or I don't know if I'm going to be able to cope with Aths Day or I don't know how I'm going to manage doing that presentation I heard about last year. So what are the things that you sort of don't know? What are the questions that you have? And then the third category are what solutions can I think of that are going to help me come up with the answers for column two? And so that can be, I can ask the teacher, or I can jump on Google and find out, I can, you know, I can ask the student that did this last year, I can, whatever it might be. And what that does is it, it kind of clarifies for that student what they know, what they don't know, and also then how can they find out. So it's, it's a nice one page summary. And it's also a wonderful thing to then reflect on later and go, hey, look, you had all these questions that were and these situations that were creating some anxiety for you. And look, actually, you were able to manage those really nicely by doing this column three. So that's a nice strategy. And you can do that at home. And you can certainly do that at school. It, it would be a really lovely one to do, actually. 
And it can be done privately as well. It doesn't need to be done in a public sort of forum. You can, you know, don't need to share that with the rest of the class if you don't want to. But it's also really helpful information for the teacher to know. Just one other thing on that, though, is I find that sometimes there's a really big emphasis for students, particularly when they return to school, about all the things that are going to be different in a new year. And so, for example, they'll focus on the fact that it's a different teacher in a different class and it's a different room and it's different rules and it's more work and it, they, there's a really strong focus on all the things that are different. And I think sometimes as adults, we almost exacerbate that. We focus on the differences ourselves. One of the, the strategies I've found incredibly effective is actually to flip that and do the opposite, which is look at all the things that are going to be exactly the same. You know, you're still going to get up and have brekkie. You're still going to, you know, walk to school or drive to school or catch the bus or whatever it is that you do. You're still going to wear a uniform. You're still going to have a snack at snack time. You're still going to, you know, have the sick bay if you need it. You're still going to go home at 3.15 or 3.30 or whatever time it is. What are all the things that are exactly the same? right? There's still going to be a box of tissues in the corner. There's still going to be a random plant somewhere in the class. Like <laughs> what are all the things that, that you can predict that are already going to be comfortable predictions for you that this is what will happen? And that can also reduce the anxiety because it reduces that focus on new, on different, and brings it back to actually there's heaps of things here that are really predictable for me. And it's more likely that there's going to be stuff that is the same and predictable and not as much that's new and kind of anxiety-driven. That's a really good point. I think even as adults we can take that on board. <laughs> oh, I think so too, right? I mean, you know, it's amazing how frequently we become worried about change. Yeah. Um, and yet really there's not much in our world that's so, 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 so different. Yeah, there's, there's so much that is the same, like when you kind of take that step back and just change your perspective on it. Yeah, you might have a new teacher for the year, but, you know, they'll still... You still might see your old teacher, like in the playground or... Absolutely. You'll, you'll and you'll still teacher- see your friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The office hasn't moved. <laughs> <laughs> the office lady is probably still the same lady. Do you know, there's there's probably lots that is still exactly the same. And so yeah. just... But to remember that and to focus on some of the things that are going to be exactly the same or really similar. So basically we're thinking do less, expect yeah. less, yeah. be bland, <laughs> <laughs> and let's just kind of manage those social expectations a little bit and think about maybe some smaller classroom work in those first few weeks to help everyone ease back into that kind of chaotic feeling sometimes of having so many people around especially when we've had potentially some quiet time at home with our families in our little kind of secluded networks I guess those smaller safe groups yeah 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 let's just hope we all have a wonderful year ahead yeah absolutely and you know good luck for 2023 everyone thanks so much Emma Rose no worries ice podcast is brought to you by independent schools victoria it's produced by Duncan McLean and presented by Shane Green, Natalie Matafis and me, Michael Broadstock. Our podcast theme was composed and performed by Duncan. There are transcripts of our show with links to what we've discussed at podcast.iceeducation.com.au. Please follow us wherever you get your favourite podcasts and while you're there, we'd love it if you could rate and review the show so more people can find us just like you. Listener.